Well, today, the day of our recording is an important day. Probably the most important day in America. You know what day that is? Um, no. Charlie, any guesses? Well, I wouldn't say this, but a lot of people would think that the 4th of July is the most important day. And they would be wrong because today is the annual Nathan's hot dog eating contest. That's true. Oh. Did you hear? He, he got like 70 some today. It was more than that. Let me, let me see. I want to pull it up. I got, I got a notification probably from ESPN about it. <laughs> Joseph Chestnut. Joey Chestnut, the comeback. Yeah, he, yeah, you're, this is his sixth straight title win. Okay, so not much of a comeback. 14th over his career. And he set his own personal record at 76 hot dogs. 76. But that's not the world record? I I don't know if it's, it's probably the world record. That seems... Usually when they say personal, then... It's a world record too, but it's also his personal. Well, yeah. yeah so that's how it works. Yeah, in 10 minutes. 76 hot dogs in 10 Ever since they banned Kobayashi or whatever his name was from doing it, the Why did Chen- they ban him? I don't remember. I think there's I think there's technically a professional competitive eaters league mm-hmm. in the US. And I don't I think he was not a part of it. And so like he wasn't or he, he decided to leave it or something. So he wasn't allowed to go to sanctioned events by then. Ridiculous. And one year he actually showed up in Coney Island and like tried to jump up on stage. Hey gang, I'm gonna be having my own hot dog eating contest all right over there. Hold a competing one. Mm-hmm. This is us. Frank's yeah, bar S. It's, yeah, it's all part of Big Hot Dog's plan to keep their golden boy, Joey Chestnut, golden. Mm-hmm. We can't have these. Charlie, you are a reporter. I need you to go crack this case wide open. Mm-hmm. I'm not cracking it. Crack it. I live, in, I live in rural Kansas that has a lot of cattle ranches. I'm not going to go. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> How deep does this go, Charlie? What do you know? You sound like you know something. You're covering cover it. Mm. Whose pocket are you in? Charlie is not a reporter. He's part of the fake news media who yeah. won't cover Big Hot Dog. <laughs> FNM, no, FNM. Ballpark Frank said, hey, we still got Michael Jordan's number. We'll give it to you and you guys can hang out if you don't cover this. Oh. I don't think I'm going to say I'd do it. Ballpark beef? Um, I have no idea. I know Nathan's is. I got, I got nothing. We gotta, I'm just saying. Congratulations to Mr. Joseph Chestnut. You got to get that mustard belt. On your most giant stomach yeah amazing victory and i'm sorry for the unimaginable pain you're probably going to be in Lysol, unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. I'm your other host, Cameron. Hey, Cameron. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, That was just a thinker. It wasn't much of a thinker. The episode's called Janitor Dad. I know. That's why it's not much of a thinker. I was thinking like, because we're in a pandemic still, that's what I was, that's immediately where my mind went when when you said Lysol. I mean, like that too. Janitors are very important in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Hey, you out there in Listenerville, you may be thinking, who's that? Because you didn't listen to the cold open because you're a jerk. Yeah, right. you just you hit that convenient skip cold open button that, that every podcatcher has. Well, we've got a returning guest, a two-timer, part of the 
what did we call it? The, is that the Dana? The Dana Club? Something like that. She was in two. She's in three episodes, though. She's in three episodes. Wait, that's true. She can't have her be the. It could be the Wendy Club. The Wendy Club? Okay. The Wendy Club is the, the two timers. Uh, part of the, the Wendy Club. Um, not a good club to be in. Sorry. Sorry, Wendy. We were not nice to Wendy. No, we um, were fine with Wendy. Well, yeah. We were Wendy. just down on the episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Wendy Club. Uh, Cameron, why don't you sing them in? All right. Because it's Charlie Rankin. Charlie Rankin coming on our show. Boy meets world fever. It's what he's doing. It's good to know I got friends who will always podcast with me. Because it's Charlie Rankin. Mm. I just really got down and dirty on your second Rankin there. You did. You did. Charlie! Yay! Yay. Charlie's here. Our uh, friend from high school. The the salute from high school. From college. It's true. We didn't go to high school. What are you talking about? Uh, the sleuth of sleuths, the Topeka Terror himself, the. I've changed my name now. Salinas <laughs> Salina Sleuth. Oh, oh no, Salinas no, Sleuth? No, 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 Topeka. That was the name this year. Oh, it was something Boy Meets World. Oh, oh you're uh, Penguins. That's true. From, uh, fantasy football. Uh, the definitely not fake news media, despite what some slanderers have said mm-hmm. charlie rankin welcome it, it is me i am the slanderer yeah you <laughs> yeah. are just the worst the worst he wouldn't cover big hot dog what was i supposed to do i just want to know what they're paying him because yeah. i would also like to get in on that <laughs> yes i would <laughs> also like to be paid on that. Trust me. it's not worth it <laughs> you're a teacher you understand the uh the beef industry does not pay off people do not cover them they rule with fear in an iron fist they're like do you really know what's in ground beef no, because it could be you. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason that the trail, the train lines went to Chicago. Your next order of ground chuck could be, be this Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> this chuck. If he if he dares. favorite nickname. Yes, but we're, we're just saying you could. It could be you if you dare cross Big Beef. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm shaking in my boots yeah big beef they're the real <laughs> i have i have a lot of beef with you them. don't want to have a beef with big beef no I'll unless go. you want to take that polar bear plunge i'm just saying <laughs> this is we're just really going places on this show <laughs> and i just appreciate it so welcome charlie all that to say thank you <laughs> as we sit here and talk about how the beef industry is going to murder you. Um, we won't rest until justice is brought. After I die. Just remember, if, you, if they don't know who it is. Ooh. Oh, my. Ominous. Oh, poor Joey Chestnut. Anyway. Welcome. We're here today. We're having a lot of fun here today. We are. Here on Boy Meets World Fever. Um, but let's talk about the real reason we're here right now. It's not to celebrate National Hot Dog Eating Day. It's not to celebrate uh, Badoof Day, which was July 1st. Badoof? A day celebrating the beloved Pokemon Badoof. Oh, I did not know. I was celebrating Canada today on July 1st. Was this a Pokemon Go thing? Uh, no, it was just, uh, I think the Pokemon company just announced that it was uh, Badoof Day. Oh, okay. We've got to celebrate that little guy. He's a treasure. Badoof with his big badonk. Mm-hmm. There you go. Badoof, and that's what he evolves into is badonk. No, it's actually Bibarel because, of course. But uh, you don't need to know that, dear listener. This is not. This, this is isn't Boys Meet Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> Again, this is Boy Meets World Fever covering episode 406, Janitor Dad, mm-hmm. which I am now going to give us a synopsis of because it's my job. It's actually uh, Jan Etor. <laughs> Jan Etor. Jan Etor. Um, 
Charlie, you get that reference, right? Maybe. Uh, you're not a Scrubs guy? I did not watch it enough. Mm, you're a house guy, I forget. I am. You can't be a house guy and a Scrubs guy. That's not allowed. That's kind of true. Although I love the janitor. Yeah, mostly, and that is... Mostly because he's actually my cat. I am I am Dr. Jan, Jan Itor. Hello. Thank you, Dr. Jan Itor. Anyway, here we are, episode 406, Janitor Dad. If you can't tell, it's been a while since we've done this. It's true. I've been sick. He's been sick. He's been on vacation. Mm-hmm. I even came down to see you and you weren't even there. Yeah. He came down to visit and Chance was like, I am deathly ill. It's true. It was really weird. I had like 102 fever for like 30-ish hours. Then it was gone, but I still had a lot of like the crud left over. Mm-hmm. Did you get a COVID test? I didn't, no, but I am vaccinated and it was all like snot based. Like everything that was wrong with me was snot based and that's not COVID. That's a lovely. I just know that like we get, we get emails from Kansas Department of Health, County's Department, just all these different people we get with work. And so this past week, I guess the Delta variants spreading in our county. And so one of the recommendations they had is if you're sick, no matter what you're sick with, just go ahead and get a test because. Oh not to because all the tests are free so Mm -hmm. might as well yeah i did not so take that advice from a local newsman newspaperman even though he has in big beef's pocket he wouldn't lie to you about this he would lie to you about hot dogs but not about covid it's true that is straight from the mouth of the salina sensation Ooh, i like that one (laughs) you heard it here first everyone get tested if you're feeling sick no matter what delta variant not a fun thing is here so be on the lookout what'd you say charlie it's not a fun thing i don't friend who got it and she said that she has had two c-sections and i think she had a kidney stone at one point and she said she would take either of those events over the gi stuff that the delta variant messed messed her up so that's how bad it is mm. no thank you i'm gonna take a third run at getting to our synopsis yeah get to that synopsis. <laughs> here we go get into the setup again it's been a long time and now we're back at it so this is episode 406 janitor dad um Things in the Hunter household are not good. Verna has returned and Chet's money problems and his lack of acting responsibly in his life is really showing. And um, Verna tells him he needs to get a job, like he needs to work. And so he does. He does something he's never done before, got a job. And uh, he ends up being a janitor at John Adams High which Sean starts to have some problems with. Um, Some on his own, some that are egged on by a classmate who sucks. Um, And on the other side, Alan and Eric hire some help at the uh, business. Mm -hmm. Hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. In that one. The other one's not that funny, but it's good. I'm editorializing. You are. Now you're editorializing. You're, you're, I'm not synopsizing anymore. You're showing your hand. I am. And I'm not okay with it. Anyway, that's all. How did you all feel about the episode just at the top? Go ahead, Charlie. It was mixed. So one reason I think you guys brought me on is because I spent like 10 years as a janitor. So I, I have a little... What? No, I, that, is, that is true. Yeah, I have a little experience in that field. As What does what, what Chuck call it? Custodial education services or something random. Like I wasn't a school janitor. I was a church janitor, which is probably worse, actually. That's so I was a little mixed because I know how important janitors are. Um, I was a little mixed on the episode too. Um, I think we need to start calling the show Sean and Eric Meet World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, don't remember the, the last time Boy Meet World. He met it in the last episode, sort of. Wasn't the last episode very Sean focused too? It, it was. Yeah, it was Eric focused because they're shallow boy. Shallow boy. I was thinking of fishing for Verna, but yes. No, that was the one before that. 
And uh, yes, that was also. I mean, Corey is in both of those. He's hardly in this one. Yes, he's hardly. He had, in he had the B plot in both those other episodes. He didn't even have a B plot in this. Yeah, he's he's barely there in this. Yeah, he's barely. Which I gotta say, I don't hate. You know, I don't either. But just like I didn't realize that Corey, that season four, they're just like. Corey gets two. <laughs> I'm sure he gets more than two. I can just, right off the top of my head, think of like two. He, he had the to plot with Topanga at the very beginning, and he's going to have long walk to He's got the only plot with Topanga at the end. Mm-hmm. Topanga plot, Topanga plot. Yeah. What else do you need? Um, I actually enjoyed this. I had a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was one line towards the end that kind of took me out of it. And I'm sure we'll get to that as we as we discuss. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Should we just get started? Let's just get started. We open at the hardware store, yes? Wilderness store. Wilderness store. You're right. Wilderness hardware, as we like to call it. Where Amy is not not moving the hardware. No. <laughs> she's not. Just she's doing the opposite. Yes. She's making sure that stuff stays put. Mm-hmm. Um this man, I mean, they did a good job kind of coding him as like a white nerd indoor type. You can imagine he's an accountant. Mm-hmm. Definitely has that vibes. Um, and he's got some rock climbing shoes. And Amy's like, you put those down. You are a small man. You, you should not be doing this. There's a yogurt shop down the street. You're going to go there and you're going to get some. And you're going to get strawberry. And go do that. Get out of here. She's yep. being a mother. What? Being a mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's being very motherly. Yes. And classic cancer, they, as we talked about. Yes. Femininity is a cancer on our society. Can we just all just take a minute? Hey, oh, we don't believe that. We don't support it in any way. Moms, we love you. Come on the show. Yeah, this isn't Mother's Day. What day is not Mother's Day in our hearts? Yes, every day is Mother's Day when you love your mother. Um, And then she's explaining how, oh, it's not that bad. Things aren't going that bad to Eric and um, Alan. And she sees someone with a harpoon gun and she goes, kill fish? You're gonna kill fish. <laughs> Your husband goes fishing. Like, yeah. What do you What do you yeah, think? I didn't get that either because it's like like two episodes ago they went fishing. I guess a harpoon gun is a little different level than yeah, you can, a you rod and reel. You can go fishing with a rod and reel and he's a fish. Pretty sure a harpoon gun. There's <laughs> no coming back. But like, I feel like getting impaled with a harpoon. You're like. You're not puncturing the the fish's lip. You're not ha- letting it drown in the air. Mm, like, it's quick and merciful. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot more quick and merciful of a death for the fish. Instead of just getting hooked and then thrown back in the water and getting hooked again two days later. Well, I wasn't thinking about catching well, even release. Even if you keep but... it, it's a torturous, torturous death. Yeah, because like the main way that fish die when you catch them is drowning in oxygen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, so watch out. Um, they don't cover that one in Little Mermaid. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's the just. fish on the land drowns in oxygen. <laughs> no, he doesn't do that. Um, but yeah, so she's just like, kill fish. You got to kill fish. It's very funny. <laughs> so then it just cuts to there's a help wanted in the window. Then at the bottom it says, no mothers. <laughs> yeah. No mothers. And then we get the the wonderful season four title what do you think of this opening charlie the the music uh-huh so i think it's my favorite i think i tweeted about this to you guys like this is probably the best theme song season one is very underrated as a theme song mm-hmm. song <laughs> song theme it's a, it's a it's a ditty a little jingle 
Yeah, that do, I'll do, go do, with. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it is pretty good. I, I will we'll have to get to season five. We'll have to I'll have to re-experience it. But in my mind, I still think of it as the best Boy Meets World theme. It's the one I remember the most. Like if I think about the show, I think because it has words. So the words stick with you. Yeah, we'll have to get there. But I, I love this one. Don't get me wrong. I just still I'm waiting for that season five mm-hmm. when this Boy Meets World. Yes. And then uh, we cut to uh, the sh- hunter. No, we're not there yet. We're still in the interviews. Yes. Oh, does it go straight to the yeah, interviews? It goes straight to yes. the interviews. With a familiar face. I don't think he's in this. Is that him? I've seen it yeah. twice. So I've decided that all of the accountant looking people are Leonard Spinelli. <laughs> Every single one. Both of them. Yeah. All of them. Because I feel like the guy that's poking his finger on a thing. I think that's him. You, that's him. That is definitely him. Because I wrote, I wrote down in my notes, Leonard Spinelli, even though technically yeah even the guy they're talking about isn't all that un leonard spinelli mm-hmm. um it's really just all of alan's former assistant managers probably that's why when i when he first showed up i'm like oh he's just showing up because he knows alan and then i know it's not him it's somebody else yeah mm-hmm. and then alan remembers like why he fired each and every one of them yeah well the one guy's like i've sold everything i've sold medical equipment i've sold blah 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 i've sold blah 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 selling is selling and then he looks over and there's a kayak and he's like is this for water? Because <laughs> he clearly has no idea what he's doing. Yep. And uh, selling isn't selling. Eric looks back at his dad like, can you believe these guys? And then it looks over and there's like four guys that are coated, nerdy, bald mm-hmm. glasses. And Leonard Spinelli is poking the spike. Like a rock climbing shoe. And he's like, ow, ow, ow. Somebody stop me. Ow. <laughs> yes. And so they're just like, what are we going to do? We like, we need someone, but like some mountain man with a love of the outdoors and knowledge of all the equipment that we sell isn't just going to come walking through the door looking for employment. Mm-hmm. And then what should happen? Yeah. Exactly that. Yep. A man walks in looking for the, uh, the yogurt, yogurt shop, shop because he's in powerful need of employment. Powerful need of employment. Though I don't know much about uh, sprinkles and yogurt and waffle cones as I do about this here wilderness equipment, but I find myself in powerful need of employment. Yeah. And Eric's like, <laughs> yeah, it's four doors down. He can't miss it. Yeah, He gives this look to Alan of just like, can you believe it? Oh my gosh. You're, it happened exactly what you said. And he's like, yeah, it's four doors down. You can't miss it. <laughs> yep. Which... Stupidity being funny. Um, so yeah, and then he turns to leave, and Alan's just like, "Wait a minute!" He goes, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, I feel like that's like that's a classic Alan, like him saying that. I feel like he kind of is tapping his hand on the counter, and it just feels like this is the Alan that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Where it's like this is not going to get past him. He's not being overbearing or like awful. He's being just kind of funny like a no-nonsense person in this moment yeah which i appreciate when he does that more than basically any other time sure he's he's i don't like him as a father. you don't like him as a what as a father all the time well no i don't think any of us do most of the time yeah but i like him a lot better as a father than chet in the next scene Mm -hmm. that's true yes absolutely so now we cut to the hunter abode i got these two switched around in my mind for some reason 
Is this? It's not a new set for this episode because we saw it a couple episodes ago. But is it new this season? Yes, I believe. I don't so. feel like we've seen it. I'm an inside. The- yeah, but I guess we've been sort of we've been at the trailer park. Yeah, for a few things, but never inside a trailer. Mm-hmm. So this is our first this season. Mm-hmm. A couple episodes ago is our first time inside the trailer. But Vern is there. She's got an apron on. She's making breakfast. Yeah, and Sean's like, I don't want breakfast. She's like, Sticky bone in a Flintstones vitamin. Ooh, Dino. It was for it. Yeah, and she's like, I'm gonna heat this up in the microwave. That's a good Verna. Thanks. You have a good Verna. Between your Verna and my Chet, we're really going places. I'm the Verna to his Chet. I don't know exactly what that means. I don't either. <laughs> Nothing good. I'm glad I'm Verna in this situation. I guess. I guess they both are. They're wonderful. Both- Kind of awful. Um, but she's like, I'll go warm this sticky bone up in the microwave. And he's like, nope, you can't go in the microwave. The boys got to get to school. Friendship is more nourishing than a sticky bun could ever be. Yeah. What a good motto. I just don't get why he didn't just say it was broken. <laughs> like, you're in a trailer. I'm assuming that things break. Things break at my house. Oh, this isn't working. Sorry. I got to fix it later. He just doesn't say that it's broken. Yeah, especially, well, he's not a very good con man. No, he's a bad con man. <laughs> yeah. He's a confidence man with none of it mm-hmm. um, or skill. So, yeah, but turns out he's been hiding all of the bills uh, in the microwave. In the microwave. Like you do. Um, so it doesn't go very well. I wrote down here, less money, more problems. Actually seems yeah. to be the case. Yes. If you're going to sum this up. Um Yeah, he's just had all these bills he's not been paying, and Verna is kind of fed up Mm -hmm. um, with it. Yep. Uh, At some point during this argument, uh, Corey walks in. Mm -hmm. Not before or after she's been she's been tearing ticket stubs at the theater. Oh, this is five nights a week. He comes in before that. Yeah, he comes in before that. Yeah, Um, but she's says that that's what she's been doing. Um, Yeah. So Verna has a job as a ticket taker. Ticket taker to movie theater. theater. Good job. Mm-hmm. Get to see the movies. Get to see the movies. Sure. Bring you home popcorn. Sometimes too. What? You can let your friends in sometimes too. Mm-hmm. I bet Chet and Sean get to sneak in to see a movie from time to time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But I have a question. Is she a ticket taker at the drive in next to the trailer park? Could be. I don't know how drive ins work. I have not been to one. I don't feel like there'd be a ticket taker because you just like, drive in. The last time I, we have one near Salina that I went to a bunch last summer because they showed up older movies and the way they did it was you pull in with your car and you just pay however many people are in your car it was usually just me so all right here's a 10 give me two dollars back because it was eight bucks for a double or triple okay that's not a bad deal i remember sometimes as a kid we would go and you just pay by the car yeah which is really cool Very i think nice. this place has that like if you have more than five or if you have five people then you just pay like twenty dollars or something like that seems pretty nice um, yes, but they're really getting into it. Verna is showing some of her uh, temper. Yeah, I suppose she uh, she's yelling. I want to pay bills, not put them in the microwave. And Corey's like, "Oh, this is a very um, it, it, emotional moment. I'm going to go out." And he opens the door, and they're like, "I want to pay bills, not find them in the, the cat, cat box." box. <laughs> and then Sean's like, "It's the first of the month in the trailer park." Yep. <laughs> Which I have some thoughts as to which month it is the first of. It's got to be November, right? I'm I'm thinking because at it school at school there's it, Halloween stuff. Up. Yeah. Yes. There's like Halloween dance 
stuff like signs mm-hmm. but i'm just imagining maybe that was the night before and they just haven't taken them down yet yeah we know it has to be pre-november as of two episodes as of two episodes ago so it's got to be just the, the last episode yeah so we're like at the, the first of november yeah has to be because you wouldn't leave up your halloween posters the entire month of november yeah but if it's like november 1st and the dance was just like last weekend this last weekend then Mm -hmm. yeah or it could be that they just had a dance like the first weekend of november that too it's true you can have spooky times whenever you want yep you can be spooky halloween comes and goes spooky is forever Mm -hmm. um so it's right around my birthday yes it is um and then we get the line from verna that i think about a lot where she's like i want to be normal chat yeah um and then Corey again tries to leave and here's i want to be normal spud yeah which is wonderful and Corey's just like oh i'm just gonna there's a weird kind of classist energy with Corey trying to leave and what they're trying to say about people in trailer parks i don't it's nothing new for us to dwell on it would just be dwelling on the same thing what we have a friend that lived in a trailer park for a while. Oh, yeah. Shane, I know huh? Shane lived in the trailer park for a while. Mm-hmm. Who did? Shane. Shane, yeah. Shane lived in the trailer park for a long time. It was a nice trailer, too. I went over there once or twice. Yep. Yeah, nice place. Yeah, I've had lots of friends live in trailer parks. It's not. I lived right across the street from the trailer park. There you go. People over there. What was their Fourth of July fun? Um, we'll talk about like trailer parking class here in a few episodes. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely get to that one. Um, so right now just know that Corey's like this is awkward this like domestic insecurity is awkward thing just didn't land with me didn't care for it Mm -hmm. it was fine it was whatever yeah and but so verna goes off Mm -hmm. um, and then sean talks to chet and says like you need to like show her that you've changed like she came back because she thought it would be different like you need to show her that's going to be different you need to get a job he's like all right but we'll have to move to portugal Pearl Davin, capital of the world. Um, well, he, he's like, okay, we need something realistic. We need something that we that's doable. Got to move to Portugal. Yeah, and then we got to move to Portugal. Um, so he's like, maybe not that. Yeah, like, again, Dad, something real. Yeah, something real. Not your big ideas. Yeah. Well, we've kind of been minimizing that Chet is the worst in this scene. Like, he's not charming. He's just, like, in a bathrobe. He's kind of a deadbeat. Yeah, being yes. coded like what? Yes, he's a deadbeatness. And like, I, think, I feel like he even says when they're talking about him after Verna leaves, he's he's talking to Sean. He's like, "What? Do you want me to go get a nine to five job?" And Sean's like, "Yes, that would be very different from what." <laughs> yes. you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's even something that was said last season when Chad's like, "I'm going to do something that I've never done before," oh. and Sean's like, "Get a job?" He's he's like, no, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I forget what it was like. Well, be a good dad, or yeah, be there. Say really I love you, or something. <laughs> something terrible. Between Sean was in the courtroom. Yeah, that was when he was arrested. Yeah, but when when he's talking to Verna about his little take, her little ticket taking job, and like, mm-hmm. you um, should ask for a raise. Well, he's like, if we're not satisfied with our little ticket taking job, maybe we should find something with a little bit more like job satisfaction. Job satisfaction, and he's just like oh, you are the worst kind of person right now. Because mm-hmm. that kind of person exists. And then the whole like, hey, well, maybe you should ask your job for a raise because we got a microwave full of bills. She throws her apron at him. Yeah. 
And it's just like, is this supposed to be charming? Like, people tell me all the time that I'm wrong about Chet and that he's charming. Like, is this it? He definitely tries to be. <laughs> I don't think he ever succeeds. I think he's nice sometimes. <laughs> I think we see a good side of Chet later in this episode. Yes. Yes-ish. I know I'm not supposed to take future like events into account, but like this goes nowhere. Yeah, that's very true. Like, and I know that's like the episodic nature of the sitcom, but at the same time, like, it seems know. like a character shift. This is the it, only time you see him as a janitor, isn't it? Yeah, this is the only time you see him as a janitor. Like, this is the only time this conflict is brought up. This is the only time, like, I like I said, we're not trying to take futureness into account, but like the Verna Chet thing comes out of nowhere is like poorly kind of shoved into it. And then in what, two episodes, it's going to be gone forever. And we're never going to think about Chet and Verna together ever again. Yeah. And it's like, wh- why were we trying to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But again, we can't take that into account. Yeah. It's hard not to though. Like, Yeah. But I mean, it's what we've said we're going to do. So. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's just really hard. It's really hard to like, resonate with the end of this knowing that it goes nowhere it's true um, you can see this taking place in like may during sweeps or something mm-hmm. it's like we want to have a key episode i thought sweeps were in november it, well it depends on the there's one in november and there's one in may because may is when shows typically end for the season and that's when a lot of the big stuff comes out so i feel like now. this would be the if it's november this is kind of the emotional yeah sort Before of they get the winter episode. break yeah. Except there's actually, isn't there another one that comes up? That's, what? There's another episode coming up that deals with this kind of stuff anyway. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just keep wondering, like, you changed the course of Sean's character so radically. And, like, you're trying to make him more nuclear. And I've been asking this question since they, since they did it two episodes ago. Like, why? Was the point that you wanted Sean to be in a more nuclear stable family because you thought that would make him a better character or like, why, why did we do this? Mm -hmm. Like what's the point? Yeah. I couldn't tell you a chance. I don't know. Anyway, I've been asking that question since fishing for Verna and here in just a few episodes, I'll never, never have to think about this ever again. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, that's this scene. Yep, and so he says you should get a job, and so we kind of end. And then we're at school. Sean is there, sets something up with some milk cartons, mm-hmm. um, and then some uh, nerd, nerdy kids come back. Yeah, small nerdy kids. Uh-huh. They've said it. John Adams is a four-year school now. Like they said that a few episodes ago. These kids look like middle school. Uh-huh. They look like they're in seventh grade. Yeah. Yes, we're also in a new wing of the school because it's the janitor's closet right there instead of the bathroom or Feeney's office yes um so a third identical wing yes um where they're hanging out but then the the nerds come back and they're like that wasn't homer simpson and sean's like sorry thought it was him well go ahead and drink up your milk (laughs) drink your milk little guys and so they do and it spills all over them i guess he like pokes some holes in it is this a common thing in schools not that i've ever seen no i saw that i'm like I never saw that. Clip. This is where I start to take issue with the episode because they make this big mess. And then he's like, well, it's up to the janitor to clean it up. It's like in my school and in my class, yeah, if you make a mess, you are cleaning it up. You are the janitor in the moment. 
because you made the mess and that's part of the consequences. I actually think in my school experience and in my current school experience, like a janitor probably would clean it up unless they were caught by an authority figure. Yes, Yes. typically in my classroom though, it becomes pretty obvious who may have been the one to- Because they start giggling. What? Well, typically because it's happening where they're sitting. Well, yeah, but you're elementary, which is a little different. Mm -hmm. Something you mentioned earlier about it's there's Halloween decorations. I couldn't figure that out at first. And I look over and there's just like a pig mask. Yeah, there's a pig mask on the John Adams bus. Yeah, like bus. I don't know how it got in there because it's in glass. But I was like, what is that about? And then I see, oh, there's a Halloween dance or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, is this just sort of Easter egg? It's not. It's a random establishing shot for the time. That is very strange. Yeah, but then, um, well, he does this and Topanga's like, so you're telling me that you should like prey on the weak and defenseless just because you can. Mm-hmm. And she walks off. He's like, finally, she gets me. Yes. She understands. And then he's talking about how he's done this, which will give the janitor something to do, thereby ensuring his job and helping the economy, blah, blah, blah. And then who should come out to clean it up but Chet Hunter. Yeah. Here to Chet. clean it up. He's got a job. He's like, Chet Hunter educational janitorial custodian custodial and educational custodial services or something and he's very proud and sean's just looking like oh no i gotta say best thing we've ever seen chet do yeah probably easily yeah it's this and when he said your mama didn't leave because of you she only left you were the only thing that kept her around as long as you did Mm -hmm. there's like the two admitting admitting blame yeah. With Verna to Sean and getting a job. Yeah. That's that's two. You got two, Chet. You got to have three strikes at least to be liked by us. <laughs> well, I don't want to say much, but that might be the only two he ever has. So. <laughs> we'll see. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, so he comes out and Sean's looking like he just died. Um, quick on Topanga. Again, one line. Well, I guess she has two lines in this one scene. Mm-hmm. What? I think she has two more. There's one in the classroom, and then she's one at the end. Yeah, but it is just not a game. Yeah, it's just she's ridiculous. So she is there. I feel like she is there to be eye candy, and they dress her up to be eye candy. <laughs> like, she's wrong. She's looking great, but... I think she's... They tried to have her be kind of like the good angel on the shoulder. But she doesn't even do that. Yeah, a little bit in the classroom. She's like, don't listen to him. Yeah, I guess so. But it's frustrating. Yeah. So then we cut from here back to the wilderness store. Yeah, with Ezekiel. Ezekiel is just cleaning up. Yeah. He's doing great. And he's got this, another accountant type all loaded up with stuff. He's just like, and here's this that you need. He's like, I don't think you understand. I'm an, I'm an accountant. I work, did you say I work for Merrill Lynch? Is that no, later? That's later. But he does go... I, I don't know about rock climbing. I like elevators. Yeah. This isn't about rock climbing. I mean, what's your name? <laughs> this is about your evolution as a human yes. being. <laughs> what's your name? Edgar. Ed- and you want to be Edgar for the yeah. rest of your life? You think you can get me out of it? <laughs> and he just like slaps him <laughs> on the back. And then Alan is kind of watching and just kind of like, that guy has no business I doing it. I don't know about all this. Do you emasculate Edgar? What? Is he trying to emasculate Edgar? I'm very confused about that. Because it's like... There we go. We have three dogs in this house right now. He's because trying like, to re-emasculate Edgar. Maybe. I, 
I I have no idea what's going on here. I mean, masculine name, if you ask me. Edgar Allan Poe, that was a man right there. He did go to West Point. Um, Kicked out of West Point, but yes. What's more metal than that? That's true. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, the whole like nerdy accountants can't rock climb thing is stupid, but it's still very funny. I I did laugh a little bit. When we were... Like when I was growing up, we'd a lot of times like take summer vacations and we'd go camping somewhere or we'd like stay at family friends' houses somewhere. And one summer we went to Colorado and I don't remember which mountain it was, but we were going to go hiking up a mountain. And some, the people we were staying with, the family, the couple we were staying with were friends of my parents and they, like we were going hiking and somehow they had convinced, I don't remember which sister, I think it was my younger sister, that there was an escalator at one point so that they would just continue to go and it's like oh don't worry we'll get to the escalator eventually we can get to the top of that and i i thought about that when the guy was like i'm more of an elevator guy yeah I mean, elevators no- are awesome elevators are why aren't there elevators to the top of mountains actually they're kind of are they're called skylifts those well, do exist yes um but yeah uh, ezekiel is very funny mm-hmm. just love ezekiel and you want to be edgar all your life the rest of your life yes yes he does you can you can get me out of it. <laughs> um, this is a very funny interaction. And Eric's just like, if we were making fat fat stacks of cash, I would be worried too. <laughs> yeah, it's be more of a moral dilemma. Yeah, he says like Alan and Eric are talking about it. It's like he's doing great. He's selling everything. And then Alan says, I, I wrote it down. It's like, yeah, if all of our customers are dead, though, who are we gonna sell to or something? Like that. <laughs> it's true. That's true. At a certain point, yeah, it doesn't work. The math doesn't work. Although, what are all these accountants doing coming into a wilderness store? Mm-hmm. They're there to apply for the job. Probably, maybe they are coming. They're like, I want to be adventurous because I'm just an accountant. I'm going to go get a two-person sleeping bag or whatever <laughs> that Mr. Feeney loves so much, and Mr. they get Feeney in there and they are they're encountered with this just absolute figure of a man. Just like cut straight out of the pages of Davy Crockett, Daniel Boone. The biblical Ezekiel himself. Uh-huh. Exactly. I feel like the, the angel writer, with all the eyes. The writers in this were like, okay, we had Amy who's telling all these people they shouldn't be doing these things because it's going to kill them. And then it's like, all right, we need to go to the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Here's a mountain man who thinks anybody can do anything, even if it kills them. And they, they need to have a little more of a happy medium, which I don't think they resolve with ever. No, I Lonnie. Mean, Lonnie's right in between. Actually, not really. She splits the difference. Yes. No, she really doesn't. Um, yeah. No, I think I, I think they need Ezekiel. I think Ezekiel is who they need. But mm-hmm. so then we cut back to school, mm-hmm. and they're going into class, and we're introduced to just the absolute biggest a hole. Is his name Kramer? Oh, I actually Doug Crandall. Doug Crandall. Doug. Yes. It's funny that you said that that he's an a hole because I. And my notes here. This guy is definitely an ass. Yep, this, this Doug guy is an ass. Is one of my notes. Yes, like he is a horrible human being. He he's terrible, but he's also laying out like the worst insults. Mm-hmm. Your dad is a janitor is a bad insult. Yeah, like oh. I also doesn't he say he says like I hear you and I hear you and my pops have something. In Your dad and my dad have a lot in common. My dad doctor yeah. saves dog. lives. Your dad's a Oh, wait. He mops floors. He cleans toilets. That, That's right. And one of the things I don't get, it's like, I'm guessing, knowing how hospitals operate, if he was in the hospital, his dad's, 
if his dad is a doctor in a hospital, I'm sure his dad would have a very good appreciation of Dan. Oh, yeah. Because they are like literally the unsung heroes of the healthcare profession. Well, of any profession. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but like if we learned anything last year during this pandemic, it's that things need to be clean and sanitized. And there are specific people that do that and are good at it. And there's other people that can't do that because they know they have better things that they are good at. And so like, I mean, if I was a, if I didn't have a job last year, I'm sure I could have found a job as a janitor at a hospital. It would have been one of the easiest things ever because it, it was just such a needed thing. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the whole time this guy, like the doctor thing, that's not, what, what is that? <laughs> like, I literally would have laughed in his face. Like, also, I think what's happening right now? What? I think he could have dressed better if he was a doctor's son. I mean, you make those choices, you know, kind of happy. Teenage rebellion. It, it was it was certainly a choice. Yeah. It, he's so like Biff from Back yeah, to the Future. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. Yeah. We have the easily coded. <laughs> we have easily coded accountants. The easily coded like young nerds who will eventually become accountants. Yes. And now this easily coded like bully. With spiked hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might as like I said, he might as well be go, going around going like, "Hey, buddy." Exactly, exactly like that. I just, uh, I, I did not buy him as a bully. I did not buy him getting under Sean's skin. I don't know, just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But then again, I don't get the whole "my dad's a janitor" thing, and they never explain it. Like, what's wrong with that? Why would that be bad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we can. I I is when I was in elementary school specifically, like I knew my janitor's name. It was Mr. Frazier. He was like the coolest guy ever because he was the janitor at our, at our elementary school. Like, I feel like janitors during school time is one of the coolest jobs because they're, you see them all the time or they know your name. Like what's wrong with being a school janitor? Absolutely nothing. Those people are awesome. Yeah, they pick up vomit every once in a while, but they're cool. Well, someone's got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember our janitor when I was in elementary school. He went to our church also and his name was Les. And he was just like really cool. Like, and he knew Les my Scott. family really well. And like, there were multiple times when he, like we were uh, like music or whatever. And he came into my classroom and like drew pictures on the board, including like a message like, Hey Cameron, like to me specifically, just cause he knew me. And it was just like really cool. Yeah. My, one of my best friends in high school, uh, his dad was like the, one of the head janitors at our high school. Mm-hmm. And like, we never were ever like, it's your dad's janitor. But let's remember, this is the show that said being a grocer is the worst possible job you could ever have. Um, but it is interesting, kind of cutting, we'll cut to the end because we're at the point right now. That show, I was like, for Alan, working this job to provide for your family isn't enough. But for Chet, because he's poor, working the job to provide for his family has to be enough. Mm-hmm. Like, And he can work the quote unquote bad job because he needs to because he's poor. Yeah. Whereas Alan, as a middle-class man, kind of has the freedom to yeah. do things, which maybe financially there is some truth to that. Um, well, he had the money just to buy. Yeah, he had the money to hold buy a whole business. Um, well, the family had the money anyway. It seems like the money they saved for Eric to go to college. I think it was the old uh, real estate agent money she had yeah, saved. Slash art gallery. Yeah, whatever her job was. We still don't know that she stopped doing those things. Yeah, who knows what Amy is up to? Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's a real weird dynamic of like. Oh, a janitor, the worst it could possibly be. You thought being a grocer was bad. <laughs> yeah. But like, it tries to glorify that job when just three episodes ago, it was like, you don't own your own business, might as well be dead. Yeah. 
Maybe, maybe Chet owns the janitorial company that he works for. Oh, maybe, maybe. Probably in Topeka, not. Uh, in Topeka here, there's a company called Bob's Janitorial. I don't know who Bob is, but it's a like it's a household name in Topeka. It's a janitorial service. So it's not like, and I'm sure whoever Bob is, if he's still alive, probably makes very good money doing it. Yeah, but janitors are. It's it's the most one of the most important jobs in the world. Yeah, I've always one of the one of my dream jobs is actually janitor, just because like there is no more honest work. It's true. It's like, it one. It's one of the most humbling things you will ever do. Yeah, and you're not like trying to climb up a corporate ladder. There's not like major competition. It's just mm-hmm. like just doing my job. You're doing your job and you're helping people out. Mm. It's as All honest as it, it gets. So maybe we're just so pro janitor here, but I just hate when this show tries to make commentary about like jobs because like it does a bad job. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and none of these people are like porn store owner or like drug. Drug dealer. I was trying to think of the word. I was like peddler. <laughs> That's wrong. Like none of these people are any of these like jobs. quote unquote like morally shady. Yeah, jobs. it's like assassin. Well, that'd be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I want to see that Boy Meets World series. It's you just it becomes an assassin. It's just so odd that the two that they're like, you know, would would be really mocked grocer and janitor <laughs> just the worst jobs i mean it's it's like the most blue collar jobs you can get yeah yeah other than like welder or something mechanic but that was the uncle mm-hmm. uncle mike um but then sean's really getting into it here with this guy he's like say it again and i'm gonna knock your head off it's like and then your dad can pick it up yeah um, which is kind of funny <laughs> but then chet comes in because he's bringing in a, like a tv which is just the most magical day. Yeah, what you get to watch The Time Machine, which is a great movie. Yeah. What's the best movie you watched when you were in school? Ooh. I don't know the answer to that question. I have two answers. Does college count? I don't think it can for this talk. No, because... Like, like I, I took film appreciation class. You're like taking a film class. It's like, of course, you're going to probably watch something good. Hopefully. What did you watch, Cameron? So in the seventh grade, my geography teacher, he was a coach, but we loved him. But I feel like historically, coaches are bad. Be the best teachers because they're focused on other things. They're bad. Um, but multiple, multiple times, my seventh grade year, we watched the movie, the Robert Redford movie, Jeremiah Johnson. Oh yes, we love that. It's movie. so good. We absolutely love that movie. And then also my sophomore year, we convinced our Spanish teacher to let us watch Napoleon Dynamite in Spanish. Oh, there we go. Okay, Spanish. That, that reminds me. So I think my favorite was I was in German club in high school because I took German. Program. And we watched, I think it was Tommy Boy in German. Nice. And that's a funny movie no matter what. Like, you know the storyline. So even if you don't know German, it's going to be a funny movie to watch. That is so much. There's so much. Physical. Yeah, like a physical comedy. Yeah. I think the movie in Montana that we always looked forward to watching the most was... Um, we watched a few times in like different history classes, especially when we were covering Montana history. Uh, it's a movie called Last of the Dogmen. Have you seen this movie? I've heard of it, but I can't think of it. It's like Fern Gully-esque, but it's like this Montana wilderness man. Um, like years ago, they found like a runaway native boy who didn't speak any English and they tried to get him some help, but he ran off into the wilderness. And when he was there, he saw like 
a like a legit Native American warrior, and he was like, "What's going on?" And it's this part of Montana called the Oxbow, which is like seriously unsettled, and like there's probably lots of places in it that no man has ever set foot. Nice. And then someone goes missing in the Oxbow, and he's hired to like go find them, and then he finds like this tribe of Indians that are in there, like untouched by time. Seems pretty cool. Um, I think the classic, classic TV wheeling a TV into a classroom though is Bill Nye the Science Guy. Yeah, in mid grade school at least. I we did it. In, I think we did it in high school once or twice with subs in biology. I remember in like middle junior high doing that. Yeah, I remember watching Bill Nye in grade school a little bit, but not much after that. Um, the other question I have is: Was it the janitor that rolled the TV into the room? I don't remember. I feel like it was just in there. I think sometimes. Sometimes the maintenance workers, just like whoever could. Um, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, you mentioned watching Napoleon Dynamite in Spanish. I just want to tell this story real quick because I think it's very funny. I'll be the judge of that. Um, I was at a family gathering, not my family, of course, uh, another person's family gathering over. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is going to be good. A chance family <laughs> gathering. No, that doesn't happen. Um, I was at a family gathering over the four or, or yesterday, the third. We're recording this on the 4th of July. Um, and one of the kids just goes, uh, we need to watch the Zoomers. And we were like, what? And he's like, oh, that's Spanish for firework. And we were like, what's happening turns out he's been watching handy manny and learning a lot of words in spanish but he doesn't understand <laughs> that it's like a different language so he just thinks they're made up words awesome he just thinks it's made up. so he kept several times during the day he'd say like a random sound and he'd go that's spanish for what is a language if not just made up words it's true so he's like we need to watch the zoomers i was like, like what are the gen z kids that's what i was trying to figure out He's four, uh, and he's been watching Handy Manny. Watch the Zoomers, and yeah, someone should be keeping an eye on them. <laughs> His mom will, he'll be like, "What does hola mean?" She'll be like, "That's Spanish for hello." And he, so he took that, but now he's just like, "The Zoomers, that's Spanish for fire," <laughs> <laughs> which I think is that is funny. I wonder if my niece knows that. She loves fireworks, and she's—I mean, she watches. A lot of shows that are like Spanish based, like Dora and things like that. So Spanish for fireworks. I was um, like, no, I don't think so. No, no, it's not. He just made up a random word and said it was Spanish for fireworks. I um, guess it would be anyway. That made me think of that. That was a funny Fuego story. Something. What? It'd be Fuego something, I would think. I don't know. Fuego Worko. I feel like this is important. No. Can we Google something? I guess Cameron has to Google something. We do need a real jingle for that. Fireworks in Spanish. It's pretty much what I just did. Effective educators. I clicked on the wrong button. Fireworks in Spanish. Fuegos artificiales. Oh, artificial fire. That makes sense. Artificiales. Artificiales. Yeah, so it's basically fake fire. Possibly. Anyway, there's your Spanish lesson. Zoomers or fuegos artificiales. (laughs) Either one works. Only one works. Only one works. Um, but, but one then, is very cute for a four-year-old to say. Mm-hmm. I want to hear him say Fuegos Artificiales. <laughs> Fuegos Artificiales. Myself. Um, but then this Doug. Yeah. Doug. He's dropped something on the floor and he's like, oh, let me go get your father to clean that up. His pappy. Sean's pappy. And then Sean's like, can you do a favor for me before you go? Yeah. You can bleed. And then he like tackles, tackles him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get Turner in this scene. 
I wish she was more used. Mm-hmm. Because they're like getting into it at the first time. It's like, let's take a brief break for your uh, education. Yeah. Let's Is this the first time we see Vested Turner? I feel like he's, we've seen him wear it. Okay. Couple episodes ago, I absolutely noticed it this time. I'm like, oh yeah, this is like older Turner now. I just I missed I Turner. Miss Turner being so present. Yeah, like and Eli, Eli's just gone inexplicably. Well, I mean, Turner's for all intents and purposes gone. Yeah, but he's still around. Like you still kind of see him here and there. Eli's just vamoosed. Turner, at least we we have a kind of resolution to his character. Yeah, it, they do him wrong, but that's another story. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, and like the pappy thing, it's it's almost like it's trying to say something about race, but it's white. You know, pappy is a common like slur for older black men. Uh, what what what's the female equivalent? Mammy or something like that. Mammy. It doesn't matter. I think it's mammy. Yeah, but I mean, Sean and his family are very white, so <laughs> so it doesn't quite work there. Um, but then Sean gets sent to the office. Doug doesn't seem to be sent to the office. Yeah, I don't get that Turner's either. not playing paying attention. Yeah. Because if in my class two students are fighting, guess what? They're both going. Well, maybe Doug is sitting outside with the sun. Maybe. But Sean's in Phoenix. He's like, Sean Hunter, in my office for fighting. Let me show you my big surprised face. And then just kind of stares at him. There's no change. Yeah. No change. And he's just looking at him so disappointed and Mm-hmm. And Sean kind of explains, mm-hmm. not about Doug. Yeah, not about Doug. It's all about. Which would have been a thing. Like he's like making fun of my dad, and I feel like I have to do something about it. Yes. Yeah. But he's ashamed as well. He's a, he's ashamed that his dad is a janitor. Mm-hmm. So he kind of brings that up, and then Feeney's like, "Well, I really didn't think this was going to be an issue, but it was going to get in the way of you learning. We'll have to let him go." Okay, yeah. this is another question I have for you, Cameron. Uh-huh. I know the answer to this, but I want to hear it from somebody in an education system. I wrote this down. Do principals get the hiring and firing powers of their janitors? Um, does, does, does the Philadelphia school system not have a human relations department? Like, why why would the why would the principal be hiring the janitor? Um, I mean, in our school, I'm pretty sure that our like janitorial and cafeteria staff comes through another company that works wow. with our school and is like contracted. So I don't know. I'm sure if we had someone that was like not doing a great job, like our principal could talk to them and get someone else. So there probably is some of that authority to do that. Um, but I don't know if it's just straight up, like you're fired. Like you send them to another school or something. Well, like in the later scene, he's like, oh yeah, I have a, well, we'll, we'll get to it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he says, he'll let him go. And Sean's like, you're on my side. Mm-hmm. And he's just like frightening, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sean seems surprised to like be taken seriously. And then Feeney's like, but yeah, it can't get in the way of your education. Mm-hmm. So go think about it. Yep, go think about it. Then we cut back to the shop mm-hmm. where Alan or um, Eric comes out and he's like, there's no shoes in the back room because Ezekiel sold them all. Yeah, and so people who had no business buying them. He's like, if we can get past that nagging moral issue, we're going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, I had a dream that tiny little men were falling off a mountain Yelling, you sold me these, you merchant of death. Death? Death. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. What does that say? Um, I thought you were singing, so it said, are you playing professional music? <laughs> 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 
You sold me these, you merchant of death. It must have interpreted your singing as a beautiful sound because it was. Thank you. But oh, it's, thank you. It's not. Sorry. Zoom was doing something weird on our end, Charlie. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. It was saying that I was professionally singing. So, so are you are you performing music? You should use these audio settings instead. Oh, I was thinking it was like, are you performing music? We need to strike you with DMCA right now. <laughs> also, that probably. Zoom will be exploding on my computer now. Um, so yeah, you sold me these immersion of death. Um, and then Ezekiel comes in. I've got terrible news from the hill country. What? They found the bodies? <laughs> no, my mama's taken sick. My mama took sick. Oh. Powerful sick. Powerful sick. Powerful sick. Yeah. I'm afraid I gotta go. Uh, but I've got my brother's youngin', youngin Lonnie, who's gonna come take care of you. And Eric is just not having. He's like, we don't want Lonnie. We didn't hire Lonnie. We don't need Lonnie. You can tell Lonnie to go back where Lonnie came from. Uh-huh. And then this beautiful blonde-haired woman with her Model. shirt kind of tied up, um, exposing quite a bit of midriff, as they say. Um, <laughs> especially in the '90s, they liked that term. You said that so scientifically. <laughs> I believe they, the term is midriff. <laughs> I worked for Merrill Lynch. Um, and he's like, Lonnie! <laughs> yeah. He's like, Dad, it's Lonnie! What's her real name? It's Lanetta or something? Lonetta, I think. I think that's it. That's a nice name. It's it's kind of like, so they mentioned later that she's all, all of, she has a bunch of brothers and a bunch of male cousins. So it's like her parents couldn't come up with a female name. So it's like, we'll just call her by a name that sounds manly. We're going to call her Lonnie. 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 Yeah, Which I have known a, a two girls named Lonnie though. So, and yeah, I that's the only time I've heard. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, a Lonnie. I don't know if I know a Lonnie, but I've, I, I know of Lonnie's that are men. Mm-hmm. I think I just know one I, male Lonnie. I have an uncle Lonnie, but I've known two girls named Lonnie. So that kind of nearly wraps this up, and then we cut to the house, mm-hmm. Sean's house, and he comes in and he's like, "So something happened today." We were in the cafeteria and someone spilled their milk. All over the table. All over the table. And his mom says, well, in the grand scheme of things, you're going to have worse days. Yeah. And he's like, and someone came in and cleaned it all up. He did this in front of all your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's just like, did he do a good job? Mm-hmm. Did he leave the floor lemony fresh and clean? Um, I've never been more proud of your dad than I am right now. Yeah. Like just that he's doing this and he's working, being a dad being a husband mm-hmm. like providing for us helping to pay the bills and all that stuff we're skipping a scene no no we are because Corey laid out all the napkins at some point between where we stop this because i must not have written it down yeah that's right because he, he lays them all out because he doesn't want to make a mess <laughs> but then Chad comes he's like what the- left this mess here <laughs> it's like i should have seen that coming yeah i guess i didn't write anything down about that well that's it's nothing the only so Doug, I guess, comes by and he's like, there's so colorful. That's right. Yeah, he cleaned up after the Sandinistas. Yeah, yeah, I can handle this. And he's like, janitors are so colorful. And that like pushes Sean to make his decision within five minutes. He like jumps down and he's like, he's like, we gotta, we we gotta fire my dad. Well, that's it's right after he's meeting with Feeney. Yeah, I guess it would have happened right after. Skip. Because Feeney's like, oh, I'm glad it took you all five minutes. I'm, or five minutes. I'm glad it took you so much time to, to really you know. weigh this out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, to really weigh this out. And the reason I remember the scene so much 
is because for the rest of this scene, and I don't know what it was, or for the rest of this episode, I don't know what it was. I have no idea why, but I could not look at Feeny's head without seeing the coconut Feeny head from way, oh way serious. <laughs> I don't know why either. I literally never think about that. When I was looking at Feeny's head, I'm like, it's the perfect head to carve into a coconut. Like the whole time. Don't know why, but for the rest of the scene, I could not stop thinking about Feeny's head looking like a coconut. So anyway. Nice. I I appreciate that about this. Going back to the trailer park, I think I really like that line by Werner. It's like, well, did he do a good job? Yeah. Like that's, that's the important part of this. Like if, if he's doing his job haphazardly, then what's the yeah, point? It's like, he's, with, it's like he hasn't learned anything. He's working with pride and taking care to do his job. Mm-hmm. I feel like this, I mean, we talk bad about the show and how it talks about work, but this little line from Verna is like the best I feel like the show has ever talked about and will ever talk about yeah. work. Yeah, I think so. It's like, did he do a good job? Did yeah. he do what he's supposed to do? I'm so proud of him. Was there pride in good work? Yeah, there should be. Yeah, I can I I can see that and and Sean's like my dad is the janitor, which he said several times this episode, and it's just like shut up, Sean. <laughs> Sometimes you just need someone to tell you that, you know. <laughs> yeah. When you're in a funk and you're just really worked up on something, that someone just say shut up. Yeah, doesn't just, matter. Just shut up. Um, and then he comes in. He's like, I'm a first paycheck. My little nuclear family unit. <laughs> yes. My little nuclear family unit. There it is. And uh, again, just like shallow boy. We've got like a really condensed timeline. Mm-hmm. Like he's already got his first paycheck. I think this is important because time is condensing like a spring. And at the end of the season is going to rocket them forward another year. <laughs> yes. That's true. So something's happening right now. That's, that's pushing time. I don't know why I keep moving. Like I'm really pushing a spring. Yes. Because like I'm shaking my hands. Like I'm doing something really hard. You can see that on the podcast. Yes. yes this is an audio. It's my favorite thing. I mean, he could have just, I know when I started my new job, I think I was like on the last three days of the pay period. So maybe it was that, maybe that was what happened. He, he, he was the last three days of the pay period and then he got paid. It wasn't the full paycheck because he hadn't worked that whole week. Yeah, something like that. And did Ezekiel like sell out the entire storeroom in a day? I think we're kind of supposed to believe that. Actually. Uh, yeah, that seems unbelievable. They're, they're not trying to mess around with us there. He's just that good. Yeah. Mm. I think that's He's the only powerful. way. What? He's powerful good. Yeah. Uh-huh. And But then Verna comes and she kisses Chet. It's like, look at you, Mr. Paycheck. Yeah. She kisses him real big and he's uh-huh. like, what was that? It's like, there's more more things that might be unfamiliar to you later. And he's like, not in front of the boy. Yeah. I, I, I was gone for a year. haven't had a chance to talk yeah. about the dirtiness of life. Yeah. <laughs> Verna and Chet are going to do it. And that's an image I did not need. Did not need. But I did write down here, this, this Chet is the best. <laughs> we'll ever see of chat yeah the proud, the proud of his work and proud of his job mm-hmm. like caring for his family not his not his scheming job mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's becoming a real person mm-hmm. yeah and i also feel like this episode is like just the right amount of heart like the right amount of like trying to pluck your heart strings a little bit or just like when verna comes like puts her arms around chet in the chair and sean like takes it all in i'm like this is i feel like it's hitting the way that it should interesting it's not too much it's not like in the fishing for verna episode where it was like oh geez this is too much like i can't deal with this yeah um this is the same scene where sean asks his dad about it mm-hmm. he's like dad are you okay with this like are, are you sure this is what you want to do mm-hmm. he's like a year on the road not being with my son it's nice to yeah, have he, he, he's like, well, has some great benefits yeah well 
see my son every day. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, it's yeah, a nice it's about like for the formula of season four as they're becoming a little more serious. I feel like this is just the right amount to me. I guess so. I can maybe disagree with kind of some of their things that they're saying and kind of the characters that they're choosing to develop to achieve these ends Mm -hmm. um, and kind of how unimportant it ends up being in the grand scheme of anything. But I feel like in terms of just as an episode standing by itself. Well, I mean, I think you mentioned Fishing for Drama. There was so much melodrama in that episode. Mm -hmm. It was just like, come on, you have to do better than this. Whereas this is just the right amount of, there's just enough of a goodness to it that it's not overwhelming. To me anyway. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily maybe get that as much from this scene. Maybe it's because I'm just like, maybe I've already written off Chet and Verna <laughs> as like a concept. Um, the scene coming up, I do kind of agree that it's like just the right amount of heart. But, but maybe that's just because I care more about the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a good learning moment for Sean. And then the next scene, he's like at the school. No one else is in the hallway. And uh, Feeney walks in and Sean like catches him. Mm-hmm. Tells him like, you can't yeah. fire my dad. I think there's a good callback in this scene because he walks in, Feeney walks in and Sean's there. And he goes, wait, you're here before school starts. And he actually has a surprise face in that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he just says he's surprised. And he's like, goodbye, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, my life is complete. I'm going to die now. Uh, my work here is done. Yeah, he's goodbye, like, so everyone. Um, and then he's like, you can't fire my dad. And he's like, well, this is going to be hard. And he's like, and then he like spouts off what he's learned. Like it's the secret key to getting what he wants. Cause it kind of is. Mm-hmm. And then Beanie's like, okie dokie. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. He's like, I was never going to fire dad. This line, I don't really get, but he's like, you're in school, Mr. Hunter. It's, everything's always about you. He taps him on the shoulder and walks away. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a dig at Sean and just kind of a dig at, there is more going on in the world than just you. And there are bigger problems than just your sometimes perceived problems. And you need to learn to see things differently so you can get over that. Yeah. And it's not about your growth as a person. It's about letting other people grow and move and you just kind of getting out of the way. It's not, he's saying that, but he's saying it like, not sarcastically, but hyper hyperbolically. I think he's being, he's being the typical Mr. Feeney and he's teaching a lesson in all of this. Like I was never going to fire your dad because you needed to learn that it's not the worst thing to be a janitor. And that's something that you can be proud of for your dad for. So I think he, I think he is in the, in some way saying this was never about your dad. It was about you because it was about him. It was about Sean needing to learn how to respect his father more and respect the decisions his father makes. Yeah, I guess so. And I guess he's, I guess he's kind of saying like you're in school. You're here to learn. I had faith you would learn. Yeah, that's that's how I took it anyway. I mean, I just wrote down, it's always about you and then wrote, ouch. Like it felt like a dig. Yeah. More than anything to me. I mean, it could be all of them, the above. It's just a, a strange line. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even Sean turns around, what was that? And of course, <laughs> of course like, like, he's just the man who runs our lives. <laughs> uh, Topanga's here, does not speak. Um, she does later in a second. I, I guess so, but she's just like in a cute outfit again. I'm just like Topanga, be a presence. Yeah, he's Corey's he's like, all right, Sean, what did you need me to come? I think he says like five minutes early to school. Like that's yeah. that's not a. I would be five minutes too early. Early to school. Mr. Feeney yeah. would not be just five minutes early. To school. Yeah, I get maybe five minutes earlier than they normally would be there. Yeah, that's, yeah. 
Um, I want you to drink this milk. And that's when Topanga's is like, is this another special milk or whatever she says about it? Yeah. And he says, I think you're going to like this one. Mm-hmm. So he, Corey's taking a drink and then Sean knocks it out of his hand on the ground. Doug comes. Yes. Typical flavor of bullying, stupid bullying. Yeah. Um, and then Chet comes out with the, mop. with the mop to clean it up. And then Sean takes the mop from him is mopping it up yeah and he's just like looking straight into doug's face mopping it up and he chet's kind of embarrassed he's like sean you don't you don't have to do that he just turns to him and he's like neither do you yeah he's yeah the line is i know you don't either which i think is a really good line yeah it's a good line and that's a good moment that line with sean it that's that's the moment that hits for me is that moment Mm -hmm. see i feel like that line is the line i was talking about that's just kind of like i'm just kind of like what because he he does have to do it well, he does need to work, and it's yeah, I think it's not I like think, a year above this because well, the I, thing is, like, it's not a bad thing to be a janitor. I think it's more of like going back to when he's when Chet was talking about the benefits of the job. One of them is to to be near his son, and I think in that moment, Sean's like, "Well, yeah, he could have gotten another job, another nine to five job. He could be waiting tables. He could be I don't know digging graves. He could be doing a lot yeah, of diving for pearls." See, this is, I think, I think when he says, I know you don't either is is more of, yeah, I know you don't have to do this. You could be doing something else and still helping and still making a living for us, but you're doing this here and I'm proud of you for it. See, this is interesting because I have a third interpretation. Oh. Because my interpretation when he says that is he's like, you could be being a bum dad like you've always been. Oh. Like you're, you're, you're choosing to do better. So I'm going to choose to do better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm turning around on this. I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of that. He does kind of have to, though, do it. Because <laughs> he does need that job. That's true. No, he doesn't. I mean, he's survived this long without it. I guess that's true. Whatever it is that he does. He might have been murdered by Verna. That'd be a fun episode. Fishing for Verna. Murdered by Verna. Murdered by Verna. Not have been the Halloween episode to watch. And then there was Verna. Yeah. So that wraps up the main episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the tag at the end where um, Alan and Ezekiel are talking mm-hmm. about Lonnie. Because he's, he's like... Well, Lonnie s- first sells... Yeah, sells something to... Leonard Spinelli. Leonard Spinelli. A crossbow. Yes. yes. <laughs> Just standing there, standing down a wild boar as it's charging at you. Which that's a... Boar hunting is... It takes a lot of guts and a lot of skill. Especially with a crossbow. I was gonna say I know some people that have bow hunted boar, and it takes a lot to take a down boar. It's dangerous, especially with arrows. Yeah, a gun would be easier. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not super easy. Still hard, yeah. Yeah, but still easier. I'm just saying, if you're going in, you're and he. That's when Leonard Spinelli tells us what he's been doing since working with Alan. Mm-hmm. He's been working with Merrill Lynch. Merrill Lynch. Good for good for you, good Leonard. For, good job, Leonard. Getting out of the grocery game. I don't know why you wanted to come work for Alan at the beginning of this episode if you've been working at Merrill Lynch, but <laughs> maybe you just really miss him as a boss. One of the adventure. Um, and Eric comes over and he's like, Lonnie, since you're in the city, you need someone to show you around. Let's do something. Mm-hmm. She's like, that'd be great. And then she hits she him. starts punching him. Because we have Ezekiel and Alan talking about how she has all these brothers and mm-hmm. uncles and boy cousins and boy, like bloodhounds. It's like they did their best to try to raise her girly, but she turned out all boy. Yeah. She's just like as rough and tumble of a 
person as you could ever have. She asks him if he wants to start boxing and start beating him up. <laughs> and he's trying to maintain his cool, but yeah, she doesn't keeps, go very well. She keeps hurting him and this placates out and he's like, oh, man. Okay, yeah, this is good. <laughs> and that's, that's the episode. Because everyone knows that Eric is a maladjusted woman hating loser freak. Yeah. Literally everyone. He's a shallow boy. Mm-hmm. He is a shallow boy. Now he's a beaten up boy. No, now he's a beaten up shallow boy. So ratings. Yeah, I gave I gave it a nine. Wow. Because again, I feel like it's just the right amount of the heart. I was trying not to take because I feel like our conversation earlier about future knowledge. I really wasn't trying to take that into account. I was trying to think not what do I want this episode to do, but what did it do? I feel like what it did. It was the right amount of funny, the right amount of like more serious without being too much. Um, yeah, so I I really liked it. Okay, nine. I think the confliction I have with the entire episode plays some into my ranking, but I would say like a 7.5 around that. I mean, it's it's not the worst episode, but it's not too great either. And I think a lot of it is just like the classism that we've talked about already. Like, what's wrong with being a janitor? Absolutely nothing. And while this episode tries to teach you that, I don't know if it goes about it in necessarily the right way or if it goes about it quickly enough. They could have resolved that very quickly at the beginning of the episode and just be like, oh, my dad's a janitor. Cool. He has a job now. But it took us 24 minutes to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, the heartfeltness of the episode. I love that Sean learned something at the end. Um, Sean definitely meets world. Mm-hmm. Sean meets world. Um, yeah. Sean meets world. Um, I love that. But, like, I love everything at the Wilderness store the main plot just does not click with me. Like Sean being embarrassed by this doesn't click with me. Like the bully's stupid insults don't click with me. Like if you're going to have a bully, do a Harley Kiner kind of bully, not like this. More of a coolie. Well, I mean, someone who actually like is unique and is intimidating. Um, More than one episode. That's the bully. Like this is the only episode he's ever in. Yeah. We just have to have a foil for Sean because obviously we have to have tension with Sean's dad being a janitor. It can't come from himself. It has to come from other people. Yeah. And and maybe I am taking like the fact that this goes nowhere into account too much. I'm not sure. Um, But yeah, the the main plot of this just did not click with me. Um, I mean, it was fine and I liked the very end of it. But most of it I was pretty down on. So I gave it a seven. I thought it was a pretty... I, I kind of wonder what this episode would be. And this is taking some future into it. What this episode would be if it was a continue If they continued on with this arc and like had Chet at the school multiple times in future episodes. Because he's clearly working there. Yeah, and continued the relationship with him and Verna at all. Maybe, Maybe he started just... doing a bad job. And Sofini did fire him. That's, yeah. That is, knowing Chet's history, that is quite yeah, I would assume he got to try to con trying to con some kids out of their lunch money, or, or he found some new gimmick to get in on. I got it. Doctor Sorrell invited him to Vegas. That's probably true. And he went, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You can't just leave work to go to Vegas." No, you know, Atlantic City. Atlantic City, yeah, that yeah, too. Either, um, but Chet made enough money to support them for the rest of the year while he was gambling. So. Oh, yeah, it worked out. a situation where the janitor started playing the ponies. Oh, um, yeah. And Joey came back and helped him out. Joey came back and helped him. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I'm giving this episode a seven. Um, we may deserve higher, and I'll think about it, but right, that was the initial thought, and it's what I'm sticking with right now. 
Mm -hmm. What did you name it? Do we do names or MVP? I can never remember. <laughs> uh, we can do names. Let's do names. What did you okay. name it, Chance? Um, Boy meets spilled milk. That's exactly what I said. I was thinking like Corey meets nine to five. Yeah, but Corey's not meeting that. We've established it's got to be what Corey meets. That's very true. So, and I was like, the only thing Corey really, he's got two scenes with milk spilling. That's Corey. Uh-huh. Or it could be Boy meets domestic disturbance. Yeah, that too. Boy meets that. Boy meets spud. Boy meets <laughs> spud. I want to, to be normal, normal spud. <laughs> uh, and who is everybody's MVP? Ezekiel. I, I was going to say the same. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Ezekiel. <laughs> If, if my mama took sick, powerful if, sick, powerful. Let me tell you, I, I know we don't do it, but can we have a least valuable player? Sure. As Doug, because he's an ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doug he's is right. Like you were saying, he's one who wrote his character, but not even he, a good bully. Well, yeah, like either they wrote his character wrong, or that actor does not know how to be a, be a convincing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it was an acting problem, or if it was a writing problem, or if it was just all. Yeah. No, all around problem but like his insults weren't good like it, there was no point where you could be like oh sick burn it was mm -hmm. all just like you're oh, a janitor. i pooped outside the toilet so your dad would have to clean it up because he's a janitor that would at least be a little bit more like something use the fact that he's a janitor to say you're low class or something like it's make, like that's what they're trying to say without saying it yeah it was weird i did not he did not register to me as a bully and like a Sean from any other episode would have laughed in his face and been like, this is what a real insult is loser <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He went back and forth with Minkus so much. And like, why is this bothering him? Yeah. It doesn't. Minkus isn't here to keep him sharp. And Sean was the main guy in like all the previous episodes. Like your dad has a great job and you have a great life. Mm -hmm. with Corey. Yeah. So chill. Yeah, his dad wasn't a janitor chance. <laughs> yeah. The foulest of the grocer. Yeah, his dad was a grocer. <laughs> I wish they would have had a yeah, you're a janitor and that sucks, but you're still my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately they don't. I know that that's not your real job. Your real job is being my dad, but you're also bad at that. <laughs> he's not very good at that job either. Also don't want to do that one. I'm glad for his three scenes, Ezekiel gets to be our MVP. Mm -hmm. We've given more for less. <laughs> we have. This is the only episode he's in. Yeah, this is the only episode he's in. Well, Lonnie's in at least one. Lonnie's in at least two more. Two, two more. I know of at least one. So I have a very vivid thought about the winter episode with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can think of two more Lonnie episodes. Um, there could be more. I didn't remember Turner being in this many episodes of season four, but yeah, that's true. I kind of forgot Turner was in this episode. Being in is one. a bit of a stretch. A stretch. MVP to Turner. <laughs> MVP to Turner. We love him. Just just the writers didn't realize that Turner was in this episode. Either. Second MVP. MVP two. Electric Boogaloo goes to. <laughs> he goes to Mr. Turner. Turner. To Mr. To Turner. Yep. To Turner. To Mr. Exactly. Um. Yeah. That's the episode. Yep. Anyone got anything else? Charlie, you got anything you want to promote? Got any hot scoop? Where people you... can find you? Yeah, I, had a very, I had a really fun story I got to write for today's paper. So we have we have good news stories every day right now. We have an advertising contract with a local car dealer to advertise, like, you know, the, the specific thing, good news of the day. 
And I wrote, we have uh, some new officers from the Salvation Army. The new officers were installed this week at, at our local Salvation Army. So I got to go and talk with them. And that was, that was pretty fun. So if you have a, if you have a chance, go search it, salina.com. The Salina paper, go search for Charlie's latest story. Yeah, it was fun. I liked it. They were, they're a nice, nice couple. Be on the lookout for a big expose from him on big beef. Yeah. And at which point he will be going into the witness protection. The funny thing actually is we get emails from, I would call it big corn because it's like the corn producers of Kansas or something like that. We get stuff from them all the time. Big corn is powerful. Yeah. In America, it absolutely is. They're kind of evil too, but that's besides the point. But you didn't hear it from us. I was getting my 15% ethanol gas for 10 cents cheaper than the regular gas. The amount of corn that the American consumes without knowing they're consuming corn. Like, and now I'm not just talking about like food consumption. I'm talking about like ethanol and like plastics, plastics that, that are all made from corn. It's just everything's corn. It, it, it's actually been made from corn. Am I corn? I guess probably some. By this point, yeah, you're partially corn. They say you are what you eat. I'm corn. That being said, I did just get some fresh corn on the cob that I'm very excited. Corn on the cob is so good. It is. That's like the pure stuff. You know, that's like Walter White Breaking Bad level of pure stuff. Yeah, that's that good stuff. The blue stuff. Um, Yeah, I like to grill that. Grill corn on the cob. Oh, yeah. Primo. Don't even shuck it before you put it on the grill. Yeah, well, yeah, you do and take the silk off and then put it back on. Or you wrap it. Then I soak it. Leave it, leave the leave the shuck on, wrap it in some foil, toss it in. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Yeah, but see, what I like to do is I do, I peel it back, take the corn silk off, put it back on, soak it for a while in some water. Then it's on the grill for like an hour. Okay. So I'll do 15 minutes on one side, flip it over to the other side, then do the each other side again for like 15 cool. minutes. So like quarters? Mm-hmm. Get some nice little grill marks on there, but it's just this like, so good. You can maybe do like 10 minutes instead of 15 minutes. Mm. That's Cameron's recipe. There you go. And if you just want to, you know, chuck it and throw it in a pot and boil it for 20 minutes, it's good stuff. Anyway, corn producers of America, we're ready for our check now, please. You can steam corn, right? Huh? Can, I'm sure you could steam corn. I have, a, I have a rice cooker that I got for Christmas and I've used it way too, not way too much. I discovered steamed salmon is now my favorite meal. Maybe I can just put rice in there Put salmon in the top, it all cooks together and it's delicious. Huh. And we'll put some corn in there and make it even more of a meal. Nice starchy meal. It'd be very starchy. Mm-hmm. That's what you need though. These trying times. Yeah. So uh what's your paper called? The Salina Journal. So check out the Salina Journal. Look for Charlie Rankin, the Salina Sensation. Mm-hmm. Might even I doubt it, but you might be able to find it on USA Today. Whoa, USA Today, I, big time. I doubt it's on there, but we're all part of the same network, so. so. at the point this episode comes out, it would be USA two weeks ago. Yeah, USA two. Well, weeks. I mean, I interviewed the people on Thursday, so. Um, we did not make a big deal out of our fiftieth episode. Um, what have we ever made a big deal out of? Which anything? one was that? We should. Sure. Uh, I think fishing for Verna was actually our fiftieth episode. Sorry, everyone. Spotify. Um, our our fiftieth like proper covering an episode episode at yeah, least. Not your random, not random, but not your special episode. We have 64 episodes total, and episode 50 was Fishing for Verna. Yeah. Yep, Fishing for Verna. And then, you know, we've got all the bonus stuff, the Sorting Spectacular, the Pokemon episode, the Time Loop Day, which I'm sure we'll come back to again uh, every, every year on American Thanksgiving. I found out there's another Time Loop 
that came out. Oh, there's lots of time loop movies that came out this year. It's been it's been a popular. It's genre. because we feel like we've been stuck in a time loop. I was watching something on Amazon Prime, and they have like the Amazon Prime preview movies before it, and it was some like love story. Was oh, it Palm know. Springs? Because that one's Amazon Prime, and it's not. Very good. No, that's Hulu. Palm Springs was Hulu. Oh, this was, um, I don't remember what it was, but it like starts out with a guy stopping a guy from a bird pooping on him because he knows that the bird's going to poop on him because he's mm. experienced it before. And then, yeah, uh, it's been a popular then, genre this year. Just so you know, this was the eighth annual time loop day. So we were ahead of the curve. And by we, I mean champ. I was about to say, you've never. We been were not just... ahead. I was ahead. I was ahead like a pig. <laughs> it's my speaking, of, speaking of time loops, are you guys watching Loki by chance? No, not yet. I I haven't watched any of the Marvel shows yet. I int- keep intending to. I just haven't. Loki is very good. I I believe it. I'm I'm kind of excited for it, and I'm also kind of exhausted by it. But <laughs> I watched Falcon and Winter Soldier after it had all come out. It was, it's it was I preferred to watching to watching Wanda Vision piecemeal. Yeah, yeah, WandaVision was hard to take in. I'm glad. I'm glad I watched it. We like along with it on the week. Loki's kind of that way too, somewhat. Yeah, maybe when Loki comes out, because that's the last one for a while, right? Because mm-hmm. now the movies are back. Yeah, because Black Widow comes out. Movie comes out a month or two. Actually, it might be this month. It's this month. Yeah, Black Widow. So yeah, maybe this- when they're all out, I'll binge them. Yeah, it might be out this Friday. Sometime soon. Um, Want to give a thank you to Dizzy Parker for the use of our theme song. You can find the link to the video that the song is from in the description of the episode. And from there, you can find all of his other wonderful stuff. It's true. Even though you guys are Dizzy Parker. It's not true, Dizzy. We love you. Come on the show. Mm-hmm. I'll just say I've never seen you and Dizzy Parker in the same room. It's true. It's true. We've never seen that. <laughs> no one has. Huh. That's troubling. Um, yeah. And uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, the Instagram be popping. And be popping. There's been a uh, lot. Pop. Just call me Magnitude. Sure. Okay. Have you, have you gotten to that point in community? No. Where Magnitude's been introduced? I don't believe so. Mm. If you did, you would know. Okay. No, but yeah, the Instagram has been popping. Um, the Twitter, it it's there. It's there. It's what it's there for. It it does what its job. Maybe not adequately, but sometimes it, it does its job. The person does not leave Twitter lemony fresh. No. We'll just say. Um. But that's because I'm terrible at social media. And you were sick for like two weeks, it seems like. So I was only sick for a weekend. And then I was, on, was vacation. on vacation. This happened to be the weekend that I was there. What a rough life. It's true. Uh, the first day of vacation wasn't fun because I was still feeling kind of sick. But then when I woke up the second day of vacation, I was like, okay. That's the worst. Taking vacation and being sick during it. It's true. And then he got a horrible sunburn. It's true. I got the first sunburn in my entire life. I've never had one. Really? I yeah, guess. I've, I've just never burned. My mom didn't start burning until she was around my age either. And that's like not for lack of being outside. We just don't have burned my entire life. Welcome to being a redhead. (laughs) He's constantly burned. Actually, he walks outside red. We got to have some some kind of radiation in us because we don't have souls. They're just black. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's just powered by the sun like plants. Redheads. Opposite vampire. Photosynthesis. Um, But yeah. So check us out there. Leave us a rating. Yeah. Um, I haven't checked. Have we gotten any new ratings lately? I want to check and see. I'm literally on the page right now. I enjoyed writing. Um, no. The last one we had was the one that we've talked about. Oh, no. I can't forget our listener mail. We have listener mail. We do. That's great. I didn't share it with you because I wanted to surprise you. Boy, did they say Cameron is my favorite? 
No. The two hosts. This is from Chelsea. Um, Chelsea writes, hello, my name is Chelsea. I looked ahead and saw you're in season four, but I have recently started listening and I'm only in season two of the podcast. That's okay, Chelsea. It's still there. It's still there. We can't wait for you to get to this episode. Uh, she was born in 1994, but even so, she grew up watching Boy Meets World and considered it one of her favorite shows. And it makes her feel happy and warm inside. The show does. Uh, she's also from Kansas. So there you go. Um, and all of Cameron's Bible Belt conservative family youth group references really resonate with her. Listening to the podcast makes her feel like she's rewatching the show. But she has a couple of things to say that we're way past, but she's going to say them anyway, which we highly encourage anyone to do. See, we just might read it. Nope. Probably will. Um, uh, she disregards season one because it's her least favorite season. Um, season six, episode, or episode six of season two, sorry, I got those mixed up. The werewolf episode. She watched it recently and thinks it's a really out of place, but she still enjoys it immensely. Kind of like Cameron. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like it too. Um, watching it with a critical eye is a bit different, but um, she also works with animals um, and says bunnies can be terrifying. Look up a bunny growling on YouTube. That's also true. I've seen Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch out for that. Um, they can be, ter- bunnies can be very terrifying and un- unexpected. Um, they will charge you, thump and growl um, if they are upset or you're in their territory. Um, having worked with bunnies, I must say that my perspective on them has changed and I'm somewhat terrified of them. So there you go, bunnies. Um, and she also wanted to talk about the episode Turnaround where um, we reference Clueless multiple times. And she says like, yeah, Clueless, but also Clueless is inspired by Emma by Jane Austen. That's true. Um, so it's kind of like a reference to a reference. And I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I can agree. Well, it's like if I make a reference to The Lion King, I'm not necessarily thinking about how it's a reference to Hamlet. Yeah. Or is it Macbeth? I think it's Hamlet. It's Hamlet. It's definitely. Hamlet. Everything's Hamlet. Everything's just Shakespeare, unless it's the Bible. So the she's right. But she's right. We haven't been giving enough, uh, enough clout over to Emma. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and especially during that time, I had just rewatched Clueless. So really thinking about it. That was a big part of that. I think every teen movie back then was a take on something else oh yeah definitely things i hate about you i think of other ones all of them other ones she's all that probably uh it is it's um is it emma too no i don't remember which one it is uh she's all that is um well cinderella is a really old is it pygmalion could be pygmalion anyway doesn't matter she's definitely taming the shrew Um, we say that in the movie she says, thank you for making the show and making her laugh. Keep up the good work, Chelsea. Thanks, Chelsea. Thanks, Chelsea. We love getting listener mail. Um, we want to thank you for writing in. We hope you make it to this episode so you will hear your letter uh, read aloud. And uh, feel free to email again. Yes, absolutely. So contact us on Twitter, um, at BG World Fever, uh, Instagram, at BG World Fever, and BG World Fever at gmail.com. Yep. But... I think that's everything for today. So from all of us here at Boomings World Fever. So long world. So long world. So long world. When the spawn meets world.